All right. Welcome to First Takes, your weekly conversation from the pastors at First Pres Chattanooga. With me again today are Randy Neighbors and Dick Kane, and our question today is this. Um, pastor Randy serves as our assistant pastor of World Missions, and here's another interesting fact about both of them. They've both been missionaries, so we want to talk about missions. Uh, question is this. Why should Christians and believers in the local church go on a short-term mission trip. We've probably heard some of the stories of vacationaries and how short-term mission trips have gone astray, but you guys have both led mission trips. You've both been missionaries. You've led short-term. You've been long-term. Why should Christians do short-term mission trips? Great question. Uh, I think the thing that comes to my mind is a picture is worth a thousand words. We can talk about it. We can study all the passages of uh, Great Commission and uh, the missionary mandate and, and the missionary nature of our God. Uh, but until you go and you see the need, uh, I, I'll just be, speak personally. Uh, we've taken dozens of uh, mission projects with the churches that we've served. I've served as a missionary in Argentina and Costa Rica. And I have four kids. Two of them have been missionaries, and one of them is planning again to go back full time. They tasted uh, the privilege and the joy of investing themselves in the great commission of Jesus. Out of this church, when my oldest daughter, Elizabeth, was eight years old, her grandfather took her and her cousin to build a playground down in Monterey, Mexico. And my daughter's an artist, and she painted the trash cans. And this was a new barrio where they were planning a new baby church. And they wanted a, to a tool to reach families with young kids, a playground that was clean. And so Pete Austin along with his wife and two of their granddaughters, went and did that. And that was her first taste of missions. And now this girl, she's a mom of four, uh, getting ready to go and live in Tegucigalpa, Honduras. It started right say, there. Say the name of that city again. <laughs> Tegucigalpa. Okay. <laughs> Don't mess with Dick's Spanish now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah. Randy, what, what would you say to that? Well, you know, I would say that that question is very controversial mm -hmm. uh, depending on the context in which you ask it because there are people flat out will say, uh, we shouldn't send anybody on a short-term mission. It's a waste of money. Uh, you're going because you think you're a hero, a messiah. You're going to do something for these poor, benighted people, and uh, you're going to cause more trouble than it's worth uh, for the missionaries. Um, and, you know, there are some points of truth in the question that comes up, because there are people who go overseas, and they are, you know, that book called The Ugly American. Uh, there are people who are pretty ugly. Uh, they can feel very paternalistic. They can feel like you know, and they could even make fun or speak uh, terribly about the people they're among and and create, instead of helping the cause of the gospel, they set it back. 
So there are people who have that kind of very negative opinion. Now, I believe strongly in short-term missions. Um, I've tried always to get people to go. Uh, here, even in Chattanooga, when I was at New City Fellowship, we hosted every summer mission teams from all over the country to come and work in the inner city of Chattanooga. Um, is everybody perfect that comes on a mission trip? No. Uh, a lot of people are, I mean, they, a lot of people in our country are very provincial culturally. They've never been out of their culture. Um, and this is a great chance for them to be exposed in, to themselves, to have a lot of their racism, uh, their cultural isolation exposed, and say, my goodness, people are different. Uh, they're all the same in that they need Christ but yet they're different culturally, uh, whether from ethnicity or socioeconomics. And I've got a lot to learn. So in some ways, it's a very humbling experience. And that's one reason I like it. I, I, I think it's very important for God's people to be humbled before the Lord, that they have to depend on God uh, when they get in those situations. It's a, it's a time of risk. It's, it's, it stretches people. Um, I want to only do a mission trip that's going to help the church we go to. Uh, so I, we always tell our host pastors, you are the boss. We're not the boss. We come to serve you. We are servants. And you tell us what the right thing to do is and where to go and what, not, what to say, what not to say. We haven't come to demand of you that you give us just a 100% excellent experience. Um, and I think that has made a lot of difference uh, in how our mission teams have been accepted. Um, you know, if the people that we send go as servants, if they go with a willingness to work and to work hard and to love the people, um, it, I have seen just tremendous relationships formed. Uh, I've seen ministries take a giant step forward when they have more boots on the ground. Um, I've also seen some uh, rascals on trips <laughs> and people we sent home. Uh, but by and large, I think it, it is a broadening experience for God's people. And look, we live in a world that's a lot smaller than it was in the days of the Apostle Paul. Uh, we have more money in this world. I'm talking about all over the world. Mm -hmm. We have more money than this world has ever seen. And we have uh, a means of travel and transportation we all of a sudden you can be here in the united states and tomorrow you're in somebody's mud hut somewhere mm -hmm. and the challenge is to be a servant to that person in a mud hut and not arrogant and to be a guest in their home um and to be able to still share jesus and to come home with your eyes just wide open mm. i think one of the critiques people have of short-term mission projects it's not cost effective uh can't we maximize our giving just giving to the missionaries that have boots on the ground especially indigenous leaders mm -hmm. and christ's mission is never cost effective <laughs> and we you know, one of the things i pray for you know and one of the greatest gifts that our church can give 
to, to the world is to give of your sons and daughters, the hymn says, to bear the message glorious. Give of your wealth to speed them on their way. Pour out your soul in prayer for them victorious. And all of your giving, your praying, Jesus will repay. Uh, Did you just make that up? That's a hymn, Randy. That's a hymn. Oh, okay. (laughs) I knew it was a hymn. (laughs) Just the, the privilege. You know, God's work goes forward by planned sacrifices. And I've, I've joked about this here recently. I've, I've got a family with four grandsons that are about to go live on another part of the world. Um, there's a sacrifice to that. Uh, but there is David Livingston, uh, upon his doctorate at Cambridge, you know, the great explorer and missionary to Africa. If you go to Central Africa, you're going to see churches, Presbyterian churches, 10,000 strong in Malawi and places like that that have his stamp still upon it. Um, Upon his honorary doctorate at Cambridge, he said this, people give me all these accolades, but I never made a sacrifice for my Lord. And, um, uh, but I would just, I would just encourage churches. I would encourage our families. The things your kids learn on a week-long mission trip are worth more than a whole year's worth of Sunday school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One of the things I love and that we've done here at First Press, and we did at New City, and Lord willing, we're going to do some more, is to take uh, what you might call American ethnic minorities or people out of poverty who love the Lord and send them on a mission trip with our team to let them see the challenge of poverty and struggle around the world. Um, This last year, we took a couple of Native American women with us from a reservation. And what it did for them and in them was uh, just amazing. Uh, It linked them uh, to urban poverty in Africa, uh, where they have grown up in rural poverty uh, in, in Washington, state of Washington, I I just think it's an amazing thing of bringing the kingdom of God together. And uh, it also, and this is one of the great challenges of missions, if we do not raise up American ethnic minorities who love the Lord to be engaged in world missions, we are losing a powerful weapon uh, in missions around the world. Uh, They can relate better to people uh, uh, than many of us white Americans who are privileged uh, could ever uh, relate. They click. And uh, I've seen it time and time again. And I think it's one of the great opportunities we have, if we have money, to help make that happen. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. Thank you both. And thanks for joining us this week. And tune in next week, and we'll have more questions. First Takes is produced by First Presbyterian Church in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Our theme music was written and recorded by Wes Breedlove. Our sound engineer is me, Dylan Thomas. Our host is Dr. Gabriel Fleur. S.K. Van Pufflin is our executive producer. And for more information about First Presbyterian or our ministries here, visit our website at 1stpresbyterian.com.